Ashley Easter. And I'm Charlie Grantham, and you're listening to Serendipity, the podcast where we explore everyday magic all around us. Welcome back to Serendipity. I'm Charlie and Ashley is here too. Um, We are really excited because today's topic is all about accessing your higher self. So like, what is your higher self? How to access it? Um, Just all around, all about the higher self. Um, So I'm really excited. I think we should probably start by defining what is the higher self. So Ashley, can you kind of define like, what does that mean when people refer to like their higher selves? Yeah. So I've been wanting to talk about this because I had some questions about it on my Instagram page. And I was like, I feel like people hear the term higher self like all the time. Like if you're in anything, any semblance of spiritual Instagram, like people are talking about talking to their higher self, channeling their higher self, all those things. And I think that there's like a misconception about what it is and that it's just kind of something people say, but they don't, they don't really have a lot of information about it. So it feels kind of like mysterious. Um, so what I see as the higher self is basically, um, it is your intuition. I see um, intuition as really this energy that you have within you to connect you to information that's going to help you for your life. And we've talked about in other episodes how there's like four main ways your intuition shows up for you through seeing, hearing, feeling, and knowing. Um, And it's an energy and it picks up on information on like an energy level that your body can then read and then shows up in those four ways. Um, But I think for a lot of people, just connecting with your intuition when you know it's like just this energy, it feels like it's, it feels like such an abstract concept that it's hard to really have a relationship with it. It's like, how do you have a relationship with energy? Because (laughs) energy, you know? Um, So how I view the higher self is that it is your intuition personified. And basically, it is coming up with an image in your mind that represents your intuition so you can then have conversations with your intuition. Um, I think sometimes people do this and they say it's like their spirit guides or angels or things like that. Um, but I really personally, I think all of that is actually coming from your intuition, but it's so much easier to like have a picture in your mind of what your intuition looks like. So if you can pretend it's like a person, then it's easier to ask questions to a person than just like some random vibrations and energy. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like, um, I totally agree. Like it's easier to like have some type of image in your head. And like, I think that's why sometimes people feel like maybe like God is speaking to them. Cause that's something mm-hmm. they can, you know, like actually say like in their mind, like whatever they think God looks like right. or like a saint, like appearing. I think we talked kind of about collective consciousness, but like people, um, 
you know, feeling like they got, you know, a visit from a saint or something and they told them something or even like, I'm thinking about children who have imaginary friends. And I think I've heard sometimes like children have those as a way of like expressing their emotions and Mm. things. And so it's like almost, it's like an easier way if we can kind of, you know, um, create like an image of something. And I like your definition because I feel like when I was thinking about, the higher self when when um you came up with the idea for the episode i was kind of almost more of thinking like what is the higher self not and mm-hmm. like i think sometimes it can be marketed as like oh this thing to like improve towards like mm-hmm. or something and i don't agree with that and i like i that's not i don't think that's what you're saying ashley it's more of like it's something you already have within you. And this is just a way to like kind of access it more clearly. And I saw something and I, 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 I'll try to find it. I don't think, I think I lost it, but on Twitter, if, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, send it to me, but someone posted that their therapist told them that, um, like therapy is not, um, the goal is not to become a better version of yourself. It's to become a clearer version of yourself. And I love that because you're already fine. Like just how you are, like you're already whole, like you are like loved and valuable, like exactly how you are. There's nothing that you need to like work towards. Like you can like improve, like, you know, want to improve certain areas of your life, but you don't have to be like, Oh, if I do this, then I'll be good enough. Or, you know, you're good exactly how you are. And I think some of that comes from like just the idea, um, like growing up in, Christianity um a lot of times kids are told like everyone's bad you're bad like babies are bad like the second you are born you are bad um and the only way to like not be bad is to like do these things or like accept Jesus or whatever and um it's like working towards something I feel like that's such like a capitalist thing um to feel like you're always like it's like the system wants you to feel like you're lacking something so that they can profit off of you and that's not what we're saying here like you are totally um you know you're totally good and perfect just the way you are but your higher self is more like what Ashley said it's to access your intuition your intuition personified and kind of like I think that's how I view it it's just like a clearer version of myself without the like muddying of like different things like stress or trauma or yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to make that distinction because I don't, I think it like, can you tell it? I basically when people are like, Oh, like your higher (laughs) self is like your better self. It's like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, no, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think it is really good to have that distinction. Um, because like you said we are all whole as we are and it's not so much getting better uh, it's just like you said getting clearer and yeah, that yeah. that's I, I hope we can find that instagram or that um tweet yes because that sounds really really good um the other thing is the reason I personally, and I'm not projecting this on other people because I know everybody has their own individual relationship with their intuition and things they resonate with, but I prefer to personify and envision my intuition as my higher self rather than an angel or a spirit guide. Personally, I'm not saying it's wrong for other people to do that, but I like to do it as my higher self because it it reminds me that it's coming from me 
that it is a part mm-hmm. of me already versus yeah. something that's outside of me. Like I believe intuition can take information from outside, but intuition itself is like a part of you. And mm. so I personally like to use the image of higher self as like kind of what you were saying, like the the clearest version of me who has access to all of that information via intuition without the ego and the stress and the anxiety coming in. And sometimes I fear, and again, I'm not shaming other people for having different types of relationships with intuition and you know their belief systems, but sometimes I fear that when people say that they have like spirit guides and angels, sometimes I fear that they are giving power to entities or perceived entities outside of themselves versus remembering that like this wisdom is actually in you and Mm -hmm. you don't have to have something outside of yourself to like validate your goodness to give you guidance and direction um Mm -hmm. and you might pull information from outside sources but like it's your intuition or intuition personified as higher self that is like a part of you um so that's, yeah. that's really why I resonate with that over like angels or spirit guides. Um, Cause I just, I really believe in people being in their own power versus like relying on some outside entity or perceived entity. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like that, um, I, I think we'll probably get into it. I think some in our next episode, um, because I think what happens, I think what, you're kind of saying is I think there can be more of an opportunity if you're giving power to something external to you Mm -hmm. um for manipulation and abuse and um you know things like that so so often happen within organized religion um because then you know like if if your intuition if you're like seeing that as like god maybe Mm -hmm. sometimes like there's people like in positions of power who will use that um the whole like beliefs that you have the the very like sincere beliefs that you hold to like manipulate you and to use that against you and so i totally agree again like people can do whatever they want but i think it's just something to be aware of and conscious of that there are often a lot of people um, that seek out those positions of power within organized religions to manipulate that because they know um, that oftentimes people, they hold very sincere beliefs and um, their faith carries them through a lot. And so then they take advantage of, of that. And, um, and so anyway, that I totally agree. That's just me saying, I agree. (laughs) No, that, that makes sense. And I think you bring up really good points what it kind of reminds me of is um like whether you say it's a particular archangel or a spirit guide or something like that a lot of times there's already a lot of ideas about angels or particular archangels or lore Mm -hmm. about particular spirit guides those types of things and so because there's these external ideas it might be limiting to your intuition because you're kind of putting it in a box Mm -hmm. versus I think higher self is so individualized that 
my higher self is going to be completely different from yours. My intuition is going to be completely different from yours. And I mean, they both come from a place of love and expansion, but the way it shows up and the way it, like it's, it's not in a box of like what other people have already said, okay, this archangel has these qualities. And I, I understand and I respect people who really connect with those types of energies. Um, but for me, coming from a background, like you said, of religion where it was just like everything fits in this tidy little box. Mm -hmm. And I think for myself, it feels like there's a lot less room for manipulation when I know it's coming yeah. from me versus like an archetype of a different thing that other people have already put their ideas into. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that isn't useful, but just for myself, that's kind of why I've settled on really connecting with higher self. Yeah. 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 I'm so curious. how do you access it? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I, before we talk about accessing, I wondered if you had like, do you have a vision in your mind of what your higher self looks like? Do, do you do that at all? So I have a vision um. in my mind, but I didn't know if you like already have one or, or, or not. Either one is fine. I was just curious. That's a good question. I I kind of see um this is going to sound funny. I feel like sometimes if I like picture it the first thing that comes to my mind is me but glowing. Like I'm just yes. glowing. Like I have light and I'm glowing and I look happy. Like um yeah, that's just like the first thing that comes to my mind. So I definitely do think of my higher self as literally just like me, mm -hmm. um, glowing. Like, I feel like maybe that was my higher self singing in our last episode when I talked about like yeah. the concert, um, maybe that, you know, I kind of like picture myself kind of glowing and that. So it, I definitely see myself when I think of my higher self. I love that. No, I, what I about think that's you? really beautiful. Um, for me, it's similar. I do in my imaginations of my higher self, I do see like a woman who is, um, has blonde hair and I have started coloring my hair to kind of fit the image of my higher self that I have in my mind. Um, and it's usually longer hair though. So I haven't gone to that extent yet. <laughs> um, but yes, also like that kind of glowing and, um, like the skin just looks really clean and fresh. And, um, I think also it feels like an energy to me of like just complete calm and, um, I guess just like satisfaction. Mm -hmm. not, there's another word I'm trying to, uh, contentment. Content, yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like when I access that and I have conversations with, my higher self, which we'll, you know, talk about in a minute. Um, she's coming from, like you said, the kind of a version of me, but a version of me that I aspire to, to a degree, but also not because I think there's something wrong with me now, but just like strip down the anxiety. Like that's not there. Like the clear know? version, like just, yes. yeah, <laughs> without all the, the things muddying, you mm -hmm. know, the yeah. vision. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that. Um, I, that's, I kind of, I didn't say that, but yeah, that is like, you said kind of what I was kind of feeling like this contentment. Like when I said happiness, that's, that's kind of like just a content. Um, just like you said, without the anxieties, without whatever. So yeah. 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 But, um, back to what you asked about, um, how do you connect with your higher self? Um, 
I can share how I connect with my higher self and some of the work that I do with my clients, coaching clients. Um, and then, you know, if you have ways that you do, Charlie, I would love to hear that. Um, but basically, again, remembering that it's just your intuition and it's you kind of imagining an image of what your intuition looks like. I think the first time that I met my higher self was in a visualization meditation. So not the kind of meditation where you're just like sitting and going, um, and you know, trying to like block out everything from your mind, but more like the journey type meditation where it's bringing you. And, um, the first one that I did was, um, a visualization where it was actually like you're going to meet your higher self and then it asked like what does she look like or what do they look like um what qualities and kind of really zooming in on the presence of what my higher self was like and those things came really naturally to me it wasn't stuff that I had to think about hard because I was in a meditative state like it just popped into my mind and I just when it was like imagine your higher self in front of you. It was like, Oh my God, I see her now. Um, and then, you know, what does it feel like? And I tuned in and I felt what it felt like. And then kind of from that point, I've kept that image. I've allowed it to like shift and change if it needs to, but it's stayed basically the same. And so what I do is, um, I do a lot of those visualization meditations and I'll actually have a conversation. So um, I'll either do this with a guided meditation that I've made myself. I do a lot of guided meditations for my clients with this, but I will literally ask a question while I'm in meditation. I'll ask that question to my higher self and then I will like be quiet and see what comes up. And it's amazing the stuff that she says. And you can do this without like the visualization of your higher self, but I think it's so much like it's hard to focus your energy and like have that expectance when you're just envisioning like something abstract, but to actually have that concrete image in my mind and I'll ask her like, what do I need to know today? And then I'll pause and like the first word or sentence or image that comes to my mind will be like, oh my gosh, that's a word for my higher self, for my intuition. And then I'll ask another question and I'll pause. And I actually do this thing where I do like higher self coaching sessions, basically. Like after I've met my higher self, I will get into a med meditative state and I'll sometimes have like a little book to write things down. I'll just be like, okay, this is a problem I'm facing. Like, what do I need to know? What am I missing? Um, and just asking open-ended questions like that and seeing what comes up and it just like opens the floodgates to my intuition. Um, and just one other side thing, like I've actually asked to go to my higher self's, um, house, which I believe is like a version of my future home that I'm manifesting in like a tropical location and just seeing like where they place the artwork and how the set setup and layout of the kitchen is. And, um, it's like another way of manifesting and envisioning what you want, but it's all coming from your intuition. Um, and you're just like directing your questions towards intuition, but putting a face to it. And so that's kind of how I have interacted with my higher self, mainly through questions and visualization meditations. Um, 
and I've I found that that is really like I'm always shocked what comes up because I'm like I didn't try to think of that answer myself like it definitely yeah. came from my subconscious from my intuition like this is stuff that I did not expect and even mm -hmm. when I'm writing like sometimes the sentences that I'll get I'm like I would not structure a sentence that way um wow. like that looks really different so that that's kind of how I connect to my higher self um Charlie do you connect with your higher self if you tried that or how is that for you well I really like that because I like how structured it is and also it's kind of just like if you were talking to like another person like a friend yeah. a therapist like someone you trust like um so I feel like that's a really cool way to do it. And I love that you pictured your higher self's house. Like I never, I, I never <laughs> thought of that. That's like so cool. Now I kind of want to do that and see, um, and see like how I, I, I do kind of like, I wonder if it's similar. Like sometimes I dream about, like, I wonder like where mm -hmm. we're going to live. Like, cause Nate and I are very like, um, we like, we know we should settle down somewhere because we do want a, like a, a community that we have like for like long-term, but we're always like, okay, let's move somewhere else. Let's do something else. Uh -huh. And so sometimes I think, well, I wonder what it would be like, like if we ever finally buy a house, like what would it look like? And it always looks the same. And I like, maybe that is like also like my intuition and like my higher mm -hmm. self, like I just never connected it the way that you are. And I think that's really cool, especially to like talk it out, like, you're talking to a friend. I mean, like, it's very similar. It really reminds me of like therapy because I mean, people pay like a lot of money just to like talk to a therapist and like, you're doing that with your higher self for free. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. that's um, really quick cool. Quick question about that. Like with the image, is it like, I, I can't remember. I think, are you a specific or non-specific manifester? I know we talked about that in the human design episode. I'm a specific. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Both yeah, Nate so. and I are. So okay. we have like lots of specifics going on. Yeah. Because I'm um, curious about that too. Like in your vision of your house, is it super specific? Because I have like three specific items in mine, but it's more an overall feeling. And I feel like I'd be open to it as long as I have those three specific things. A lot of the rest of that it doesn't matter as long as it matches like the feeling that's coming from it. I'm wondering if yours is like really precise. I mean, mine does have a feeling, but mine is actually more about like what I see in my head. And I think Nate has like the same, I guess we've never talked about it, but every time we point at a house, it's always like the house. Like, I think we have the same taste, yeah. um, but it's, it's an older house. Um, it's a white house and it's an older house um, that, we've kind of renovated, but kept a lot of like the, um, like charming, like original features, like Ooh. whether that be like the floor usually is like the original floors that we've just like, um, like renovated. And then there's a porch and, um, I don't necessarily see like a big yard. Cause I, um, mm -hmm. I don't really necessarily care about that, but there's always like a ton of plants and like flowers and stuff in the yard. Um, or in the house specifically, there's always like a gold ornate frame, mm. um, like picture frame in the house. There's always like uh, lots of windows with um, curtains that are like the sheer white curtains. This, this stuff I don't even have, actually. I don't have a gold ornate frame. I love them, <laughs> but I don't have them. I don't yeah. have sheer white curtains. Mm. Um, so it's stuff I don't, and I don't have a ton of plants because as I've probably, I think I've talked about it before on the podcast, like Winston eats everything. Um, <laughs> so I'm like slowly trying to build my plant collection. Yes. But yeah, it, it's like always kind of um, like that. And Nate even said something the other day because we don't talk about it a ton because like we're not anywhere near buying a house. But he did mention, um, he was like, 
do you ever think like of us like buying a house and like what house do you think of? But he was like, because I think of like an old house that we renovate, but not too much where we're like basically the same thing I said. Um, and mm-hmm. it's funny because we watch a lot of like, like home reno shows. That's like yeah. our mind numbing like activity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I said something, I was like, yeah, like, um, yeah, like we're definitely would renovate it, but keep a lot of its charm. And Nate was like, yeah, but we're not going to like take down walls. I'm like, well, if we have to take down a wall, we'll take down a wall. He was like, but it can't be a load bearing wall. And I'm like, <laughs> get, get out of here. Like, obviously like he's, he's like, all cause it's always like a thing on like the property brothers where it's that's like, okay, hilarious. we'll have to see if this is a load bearing wall, because that's going to cost $5,000 to run a beam. And I'm like, Nate, you're getting ahead of yourself. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's usually what I think about. And it's funny because Nate, and, and that really could just be because like, we do have almost like the same taste in like everything. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we are married. So like, there's a reason we got that's married, that. like we're very similar, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's usually what I'm picturing. And it's funny because I've always wanted to live in New England. Like since I was a kid, I had like, I don't really have a reason specifically, but since I was a kid and we finally do, and it's like a dream come true. And that what I'm describing is a very like New England um, Mm. style of a house. And I've always like wanted that type of house. And I've always pictured that type of house. Um, So yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'm glad you, I've I've never really like thought in depth about this. And now I'm like, really like thinking about it. Like maybe I should make a vision board. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so cool. At the very least a Pinterest board, but yeah, (laughs) vision board would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. But as far as like, um, when, you know, in our last episode, you talked about kind of, um, how you were, seeing at that concert and how it just kind of felt like you were kind of taken over and you you mentioned sort of like maybe that was your higher self like have you had other situations where you feel like you've asked questions of your higher self or your higher self came through or you got like a clear image of like this would be me or this is me with the other things stripped away that are like clouding who I am anything like that yeah that's a good question um I I don't know if you can hear but we have a cat back here screaming Daisy's her (laughs) snoring so if you hear snoring I I mean like ridiculous Frankie's walking around you can hear his pitter patter I'm just like today it's like this is a zoo like this is an actual zoo um but anyway yeah I mean I I don't think I've ever actually like sat down and was like okay I'm gonna like talk to my higher self where I'm gonna like picture my higher self um I kind of, I talk to myself a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Like if I'm by myself, generally I'm going to be like talking to myself. I know that makes me sound like whatever, but I, I do. Like I love looking in the mirror and if I have like something I'm thinking about, um, I do that a lot with like class projects or work problems, not even just rehearsing something, but if I'm like trying to think out a problem or an idea, I will just look in the mirror and talk to myself. So it is similar to almost how you're closing your eyes and picturing Mm. um, and like asking questions and talking. I'm more of like having a conversation with myself. Um, Did you know there's a name for that? No. It's called it mirror a diagnosable work. thing. <laughs> no, no, it's called mirror work. It's like a oh, big self-development okay. tool. Yeah. I've done that since work. I was a kid. I mean, like yeah. I would be, and maybe that started, I, 
I talk about being homeschooled. And maybe that started when I was homeschooled because I definitely did it then. And maybe it was just like, okay, I need to talk to somebody there to me, like <laughs> right. my my only my classmate here, you know, like um I don't know. So yeah, oh that's cool. I'm gonna have to look up look that up because I do it a lot. Like I love yeah. um and talking. mirrors are like especially in like the magic community, mirrors are seen as like portals to of the worlds and things and like mm. I um I think I'm trying, maybe I'm not pronouncing this wrong but like scurring skyring um sort of like when people look into black mirrors and things and oh. um also when people look into like crystal balls or a bowl of water mm-hmm. uh, but it they're support supposed to according to you know the ideology and like different magic communities is that like there is really a lot of power in um, mirrors and that they're like portals, but also in the self-development community, which is separate, but sometimes there's overlaps. There's just this idea of like talking to yourself in the mirror and like um, it really is kind of like a version of your higher self and you can have like conversations back and forth, even though you're the only one talking. And so I think that's really cool. And also that like you didn't learn that someplace, like you just naturally did it. And like communities have been using that for a long time. Um, so yeah, it's so, not like so a diagnosable thing. <laughs> it's, it's actually like a <laughs> self-development tool and or something accepted in like the magic community. So yeah. Yeah, I definitely have heard of things where it's like, I think like scientists end up like labeling something and naming something. But I think a lot of times they're they're labeling something that like people already know. Like a lot of the times it's not as so much as like, oh, scientists hold this information people do and scientists are able to say like okay this is what this is we're gonna name it we're gonna describe this phenomenon or whatever um so I've definitely heard of that because I also did um I was talking to one of the professors where I work and um I was like telling him how I like I will listen to like if I find a song I'll pick a song for like a moment in my life whether it's Uh like a season so like for each season I'll pick a song or if it's like even it sounds like gruesome but like even for like if I'm going to a funeral I'm like flying yeah. or driving there I'm like this is the song for this yeah. memory yeah. and then that like song will take me back to that memory mm-hmm. um or like if I want to feel a certain way I'll listen to song and he was like oh that's called mood management I was like yeah oh, I didn't know the yeah. same thing like so I think it's it's like that people probably are doing these things without knowing and scientists just observe it and are like oh interesting like we're gonna name this and we're gonna like you know see how it works um and I just think animals and human, like humans are animals are just fascinating like that. Like we just do yeah. things like it's just like our brains, like the way that like, I don't know, like a squirrel knows how to bury its nuts. Like humans are have stuff like that that we're not right. even fully aware of that we yes. do. I'm getting off track here, but that's, I think that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's one way that I, I kind of access my higher self. And I don't necessarily think of it that way, but now I am kind of thinking of it that Mm way. Um, And then also, I think, um, especially, you know, I'm thinking about it right now in our last episode, you kind of suggested that when I, that story of me, like getting on the stage and singing that I was probably in a flow state. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, that actually sounds really, you know, that sounds right. And I think that is another way I access my higher self um, Mm. as a way of almost embodying my higher self like when we talk about a clearer version um and sometimes if I'm really deep in something whether it's a project Mm -hmm. or like an event or something like that the singing but I'm also thinking about like um 
in undergrad, I did a thesis on um, masculinity and like evangelical men and stuff like that. And um, one of the things like how I did it was I conducted focus groups and I basically went to like a ton of churches. I did like Southern Baptist and Methodist and that the town and um, asked like, Hey, do y'all have like a men's Bible study that I can come and ask them about masculinity, which is really funny. Yeah. Like most of them said, yeah. no, like they were like, no, um, because <laughs> it is like kind of weird. Like this, like small girl who looks like she's 12 wants to ask our like grown adult men, like, what you does it mean to be a man? Your age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, tell me what, what does it mean to be a man? Like, give me the ins and outs. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of people said no, but I did have some that said yes. And my first one, I was very nervous. I never had conducted focus groups before. And um, it was actually like, I remember thinking I pulled up and there were questions before I did this in the department. Like, should she be doing like, should she be allow Charlie as a young woman to go into like a place by herself with a group of mm-hmm. men who she does not know? Right. Like, is this dangerous? And uh, yeah. it was like, no, I can do it. It's not a big deal. So, but however, the first one that I pulled up to the church and it was a 7 p.m. Bible study in the winter. And so it was already dark and I had never been to this church or I didn't know anything about this like place. And I like pull in and like, there's barely any street lights. The parking lot's very dark. And I realized that, oh, like this Bible study is like the only thing happening at this church right now. It wasn't like they were having another service. I'm like, so these Mm -hmm. men and me are the only people. And I all of a sudden was like, okay, I see what all of my professors were talking about. Like this, um, (laughs) maybe this is, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? But I went in there, I sat down and I got into my flow state Mm -hmm. and it was amazing. We had like such a good, I got so much good information. Like my advisor was like, they said that when I was telling her some of the stuff. And, um, I remember feeling after I was like, so happy, like, um, after I did it, I like, it was like the same thing. I can't believe who was that, who did that? Like, you know, um, and I went like, Nate was like going to a bar with his like work friends. Cause I think they did this or it was like one of his last days or something. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. And I met them there and I was like, just so happy. I had like one margarita, which is all it takes. And (laughs) I like got so drunk. Um, and there's like these really embarrassing videos. I was so happy. Like I have to like really be like happy and like in the mood to like drink anyway. Um, but I was just like singing Taylor Swift songs. And I was saying, (laughs) I am so like the video of me going like, I am so cool. Like I'm telling them like, I am so cool. Do you know what I just did? Like, I am so cool. (laughs) And so anyway, I think that is a way too, if I get really into like a project and kind of what you were talking about it, you, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you had said the flow state is like a combination of skill and a combination of like, of like either importance or urgency or something that just needs to be challenged. Challenge, a challenge. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's what that was. Like, it was like, yes, I had been, I had learned about conducting a focus group and I had prepared Mm -hmm. for it. So I had like skills, although it was my first one. So it was like a huge challenge and it was scary and it I was able to go into it. And I feel like I, I can do that very well if it's mm-hmm. that type of situation where it's like, I have the skill and it's, and it feels kind of like a, a challenge to where like the adrenaline starts. And yeah. I feel like I'm embodying my clearer self. Like I'm, you know, the anxiety has gone, like everything's gone and I'm able just to like focus, like almost like tunnel vision. And it's like, this is what I'm working on and I can do it. And it's not even a thought. Like once I get into it of like, can I do, I'm just doing it. And I think that is also a way I like kind of access my higher self too. Absolutely. 
No, I think that's amazing. And I'm also just wondering, like, people listening in, what their trigger point is to get into that flow state, to, like, embody their higher self. Because for you, it was, like, that project you worked on. And I know for a lot of times for athletes, they'll, you know, be in a game and they'll just be, like, completely focused, like, the, it again it, it almost feels like you're observing yourself even though you're yeah. doing it and it, it's just it's an amazing feeling and from the research I've done on the flow state like usually when you're in the flow state like you have very little error in what you're doing like it's just you're you're so connected to your intuition in that moment that like you're more competent and other people can see and feel that. And I know for myself though, I was um, preaching a sermon at a church and um, I had that flow state kind of come over me. And I think um, not only could I feel it, but like other people could feel it too. And I got like the most comments after of like, wow, what you said here really, help me see this or that in a different light and um even my husband like he had come and seen me speak at other things but he was like wow like something was different this time and that's what I like to study and I think it's so interesting like how to get into that state where whether you call it the flow state which you know science often calls it that whether you call it embodying your higher self whether it is you know being in total alignment with your intuition um i don't think it's possible for us to constantly be in that state because we're human and sometimes you kind of have to step out of that for other reasons but i've also found that it comes up sometimes in like really critical moments like I, this is a kind of a funny thing. I know this has happened to other people in more like serious situations, um, like maybe a, a big crisis, but I am often some, like I have a lot of anxiety, but if I have been in several situations where somebody else has had more anxiety than me, like I was in a car, we were driving to, um, I think it was DC, me and a friend and she was driving and the traffic was awful and it was nighttime and the GPS kept messing up and it kept mm. taking us on the this ramp and it was like have you seen those like four leaf clover um oh, kind yeah. of things where you're like you go up the ramp and then back down the ramp and we just kept going yeah, in circles know. and we couldn't figure out where to get off because it thought that we were like on a different part anyway Ugh. But she was like almost like losing her mind and was just like in a panic and like this state like came over me and I was just like, usually I would be so like anxious, but I was just like, this is what we need to do. Do this, do this, do this. And like, I was able, like it felt like something took over me. Um, There was another time when I was in Uganda and we were visiting this village and people were showing us their homes and we were talking about how we could get some education and food to these villages and stuff and um it was it was amazing like these two-year-old babies are walking around and they're so agile and they're like jumping over the over these creeks and i'm like how do you have so much balance <laughs> but i walked over this bridge and it was kind of rickety and i fell through like one of the slats and it like caught my leg at my thigh and so I didn't fall all the way through, but it like caught like 
this, you know, you have the skinny part of your leg and then it kind of gets fatter at the top and it just like stuck. And instead of like freaking out, like this, like you're talking, like that flow stealing came over me and I'm like, you pull me up, you get off the bridge, take me over here. Now we lay me down, take that part. We need to look And I was just like directing this whole madness. Yeah. And it was, it was like completely not how I would normally react. And it, it uh -huh. felt that way. And I also, I feel like I can get into that state through meditation too and like asking mm. questions of my higher self but it's also interesting to look at like what things just in everyday life like trigger us to go into that state yeah. where like everything else is kind of pushed out of the way and you know what to do in that moment and your intuition is just like hitting like you take me off the bridge and you <laughs> do this yeah <laughs> no I'm the same way because I'm really good in someone else's crisis but yes, if it's my yes. crisis I'm usually not like I probably wouldn't have been in a flow state if it was me falling through the bridge. Right. But like any if anybody else is having a crisis, I'm like, oh, I'm like totally relaxed. I'm like, how did you know? I'm usually not relaxed. So, right. but I'm the same way. And I wonder if there is any correlation with like you know getting into your flow state or like how um connecting with your higher self and like mm -hmm. the enneagram or Ooh. um astrological signs or whatever because yeah. I'm thinking you know, you're, you're, one of your examples was, you know, you're just like going to directly like talk to your higher mm -hmm. self. Like you're going to close your eyes and you're going right. to write it down and you're going to directly ask the question and you're Enneagram eight and Enneagram eights are very like blunt and straightforward. And like, yeah, this yeah. is what we're going to, you know, that we're not beating yeah, around the bush, you know? Point. Yeah. And, and mine, I feel like I get into a lot when I need to like do, do something like a project mm -hmm. or like whatever. And I'm a three and the three is like the achiever. And that's like, I'm going to yeah. do this. And cause you mentioned like the athletes and I'm like, Oh, I think, I don't know. There might be a connection there. So I'm, I would be interested point. to know people's like Enneagram types and how they connect to their higher self. And if right. it seems like it's connected or like, even if you don't do Enneagram, like astrological signs or like human design, um, it'd be interesting to see like how that's all connected. Cause I'm sure it is like everything's connected. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's really, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope people listening, maybe like, maybe you don't call it your higher self and that is okay. Like, I don't care what the hell you call it. Just like mm -hmm. listen to it <laughs> when, <Right. laughs> when that intuition comes over you. I don't care what you call it. If you want to call it your angels or, you know, God or intuition or higher self or something completely different, like I really I don't care. I don't have yeah. a horse in the race um, for that. But um, like, I would be interested how that shows up for you, if you have any stories like that. And I feel like that would fall in our serendipitous story category. Oh, yeah. So we'll sure. have that. Like, please tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can like write it if you want to type it out and email or dm us or you can use the the audio like voice message feature on our dms um which is serendipity.pod um for our instagram and you can use that and then we may be able to use it on the show and play it right. for everyone or if you just want to write it out um you can also email us at pod.serendipity at gmail.com and i never thought about it but if you also want to take a video of yourself telling it we can totally because it's audio too like we can put it yeah. on youtube and um it'll be on the podcast too so um just like you know send us a video if you want you know to be on the show that would be really awesome yeah i, I would love to hear those stories um 
And also, if you enjoyed this episode and you really like listening to these things, it, it honestly kind of gives us a shot in the arm to keep going like when we get reviews. And so we've been like giving out a lot of information because we want to kind of like serve the community. But a way you could get back to us is just by like leaving us a review, preferably five stars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when you do that, if you're leaving it on Apple Podcasts, before you send in the review and hit submit, like after you've typed it out, just take a screenshot of it. Because once you hit submit, it kind of goes into the ethers for a few days before we see it and all that. But take a screenshot and then send it to us in our email at um, pod.serendipity at gmail.com and we'll send you a free gift. Um, it's really beautiful serendipity artwork, custom artwork that you can have. And um, yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear what you think about this. And so, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. I love this wow. conversation. This it's so was fun. really fun. Yeah, this was really fun. I feel like it's making me reflect a lot and I want to like reflect more. Um, Cause like I said, I didn't, it wasn't even really till you asked that I was like, oh yeah, like I do talk in the mirror and I never thought about that. So I'm going to be reflecting uh, a lot. So yeah, this is really No fun. pun intended. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for yeah. listening, everyone. Daisy and Frankie say bye too. <laughs> All right. Bye. bye. bye.